Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. The show is based in uh, California, and we're getting alerts all the time that we're supposed to conserve energy or we will crash the grid and kill old people. So we're supposed to turn up our thermostats so we don't kill old people. And uh, the last two days I've come into the walk into the studio and noticed the thermostat is set at 63. So I don't know who's setting the thermostat (laughs) and trying somebody's trying to kill grandma. Well, uh, as you know, I like to age beef in the studios, and uh, got to keep it cool. Good God! Live from Studio C, Senior, Senior, dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the chilly Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Wow, everything's just kind of stringing together, interconnecting here. Our general manager is an old lady, Queen Elizabeth of England. Who is said to be in very delicate health. Time is undefeated. Doesn't matter if you're a queen or not. Oh, yes. Yeah. Was she about 100? Uh, 90-something. 96, I believe. 96. I don't don't know. She's, She's old as can be. Seems like a nice enough gal. Monarchies were evil. Now they're stupid. So I'm just not that worried about her. I think this is the end of it. Don't don't you think it all comes apart when 
she passes. It, it's it's never going to be the same again, and I think that's good. But yes, I would agree. Uh, you got the one guy who married the uh, the mouthy actress and, and flaked. That's uh, Richard Jimmy Harry Harry. That's it. Ah, uh, Jimmy. Then you got Wills, who married that cute gal and has a couple of cute kids now. And right. They play I, he, the game. Yeah, he does kind of, but he probably won't in the same way. It's got to evolve. I mean, I think it's a... Oh, my God, I'm talking about the monarchy. Their dad I, has, I am. You duped me into it. I blame you. Their dad has no... Their dad has no interest in it. He's talked about, like, selling off a whole bunch of stuff and making Buckingham Palace a museum and stuff like that. So, uh, what's his name? Charles. Uh, he doesn't have much interest in it. No, and I don't think it's a coincidence that the monarchy and its whole stuffy, just the thing we've all grown up with and seen is, uh, it hasn't changed all that much because there's a hundred-year-old gal who's the queen. Uh, I think with the new generation, who knows? It's still such a draw for tourists, though. You know, as Johnny Rotten put it in 1977, God save the queen because tourists mean money. Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's a sanctioned frenzy. I'll explain what that uh, phrase is coming up in just a little bit. That'll be the phrase of the day. I like it. Sanctioned frenzy. But I got ahead of steam because I was listening to NPR as I was driving to the radio station. And they were in a rural county talking about how crime is bad even in the rural counties and how crime is up everywhere. And it is everywhere, up everywhere, practically in America. And it's a thing. And uh, so uh, the reporter on NPR uh, was talking about and said, you know, I'm talking to people around here and asking them and they're they're selling me. They're telling me the same things that people tell me in urban areas, that the reason for the crime is housing prices. <laughs> and I, I thought, is this a bit? What? <laughs> housing prices? Wow. Housing prices is the number one reason crime is up. Across America, you know why? Here, go to me, uh, reporter Jack. The the number one reason for crime is human nature, because you see, human nature seems to be such that a certain percentage of people will take your stuff unless there's a pushback against it, unless they'll end up in jail or fined, or their lives will be disrupted so much that it's worse than not stealing from you. They're they're better off not stealing. That's that's. Why crime is up, because we've decided we're not going to prosecute people, keep them in jail or anything like that. There's no pushback. And human... But no, the reason for crime is housing prices. Are you trying to claim, sir, that removing negative consequences from bad behavior will result in more bad behavior? That is incredible! Oh, and then then, then they ran a, a promo, and I guess this is just my beating up on NPR segment. And NPR does a lot of really great work because they have more money than every other radio company because they get a whole bunch of government funding. But um, then they run a promo after that story saying, with the disappearance of local newsrooms, the opportunity for misinformation to flourish (laughs) is greater than ever. And here at NPR, we are dedicated to make sure you just told everybody listening to you a load of crap. And now you're running this promo saying that you're the bulwark against misinformation. All right. Wow. Wow. You know, I've got to spend the rest of my life. I, today is my last radio show. I'm going to spend the rest of my life designing and perfecting an irony meter. It will <laughs> sense irony. And once it gets past a certain level, an alarm will go off. And going any further will be illegal. <laughs> It'll be illegal. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're into 
grade one irony crime. I'm sorry. Shut this down. This is too ironic. (laughs) Nobody can take this. But what about my rights? No. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it's not the pullback of the police. Prosecutors who don't prosecute turning people loose from prison after they've served a tiny fraction of their sentence based on some vague excuse about covid, but really just your chance to impose your ideology. Oh, there's a tragic case uh, that's getting a lot of attention in Portland, uh, Portland, Oregon. That's uh, out of tell you about later on. It's the classic dangerous human and everybody knew it. But again, because of something, something COVID, they let this guy out early and 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 murdered a completely innocent person. Well, how about Terrible. the how about the shooting spree in uh, oh Memphis right. overnight? The guy goes around just murdering people, and uh, the city's on lockdown, wondering where he is. They finally catch the guy, and it's somebody that had been charged with similar sort of thing when he was younger and got sent to prison for a decent amount of time, but got out way early. Nobody's exactly sure why at this point. It was during COVID, so I'm guessing it had something to do with that. Memphis, the same town where that poor mom was abducted the other day and murdered by a guy who had done the same thing also. He had abducted somebody and planned to murder him, but they escaped and got sent to prison and got out way early for some reason and then killed this woman twice in one week in Memphis. Yeah. Just horrible. No, well, and the housing prices. So both of those people probably... Committing those murders due to housing prices. Most likely, yeah. How many of us would ever commit a crime because rent got too high to afford where they live? As opposed to, I'm either going to have to like work another job, get a better another another job, or move somewhere cheaper. Right, right. Yeah. Well, the good news, if there is any good news, and I'm I'm more angry than I generally am at this stage of the show. I, I actually, know it's a sanctioned uh, frenzy. I know. Well, uh, mm, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the good news is Mr. and Mrs. America and Little America Jr. are waking up to this stuff. They're noticing slowly but surely because, I mean, I know some people, good, smart people who depend on exclusively your lefty media outlets for their information, including uh, uh, national government radio. And uh, what what I used to call NPR? Nakedly progressive radio. That's right. Yeah. Um, And so they will take a very, very long time to wake up to what's going on. But the good news is a lot of people are comprehending where these policies are taking us and the results of them. And they're horrified, rightfully. It's what a sanctioned frenzy. Uh, Sanction frenzy. I can explain that right after we start the show officially, which is now. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Thursday, September 8th, the year 2022, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then. The official show beginning at, uh, according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark. The 2-1. Swung on, hit in the air to deep left. That ball is high. That is far. That is gone. Uh, It's amazing, and I mean that. Absolutely amazing. He's done it again. How does he do it? A judging blast into the left field seats. All rise. Here comes the judge. So that is this guy, Aaron Judge, who I wasn't really aware of, plays for the New York Yankees. He's a giant. He's like Hagrid from the Harry Potter books. He's mm. six seven, almost 300 pounds. And he's uh, chasing the triple crown in baseball. And he might break one of the most hallowed records of all time without using steroids because he's a behemoth. 
And I was reading about him last night, and uh, he's from a tiny, he's, he's from the kind of place I'm from, tiny little burg uh, in the middle of nowhere, so east of Stockton. I'll bet his family grew up listening to us, would be my guess, because we're, oh, yes. we're huge in that area. Oh. And um, probably when we were on TV. And, uh, and, and he's not ripped. There's a picture of him on the beach. There's a New York Post story out, uh, uh, today about him, how private he is and everything like that, which I like that too. And, uh, but he's, he's not ripped at all. So he's not like all the steroid behemoths that were setting the phony records years back. He's, he's really big, but just kind of, you know, got the, you know, I'm a 30 year old guy bod. I just happen mm-hmm. to be really big. Yeah, and strong. He's probably you know far oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. strong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, I just like that. And he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't run around in New York and talk to the media. And he's married to his girlfriend from high school, and it just seems like a nice story. Fabulous. Um, and he hits baseballs very, very far, very far because he's a giant. Yes, man. Oh, and then the part of, I didn't like know, know this part either. So that's the whole thing. It's a, here comes the judge. All rise and people. Yeah. There's a section out in the a Yankee Stadium where they all wear black robes and wigs yes. and stuff like that. It's just <laughs> <Beautiful>. fantastic. <laughs> oh, so silly. It's a sanctioned frenzy every time the Yankees get together. Right. So uh, the Ukrainians are really putting it to the Russian military right now, and that's fantastic. And our own Secretary of State. Blinken is in Kiev today, which I love, announcing a whole bunch of more money and weapons and that sort of stuff, which they're putting to pretty good use. Took back a couple of towns yesterday, got to take down some Russian flags and put their flag back up and that sort of stuff, which I just absolutely love. And um, uh, blowing up more roads and bridges and that sort of stuff. And then so Putin <laughs> gave an interview in, in which he said, and we'll play some of this later, but uh, said that, no, everything is fine. What you're describing is a is a sanctioned frenzy. <laughs> Which, what the hell? Lost in translation. What, what the hell does that mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. We thought it was a, a counteroffensive that was kicking your ass, but it's a sanctioned frenzy. So our mistake. What are you talking about? Well, and he made that ridiculous claim, and we have a, a fairly eloquent response to it. That uh, Russia has lost nothing. We have lost nothing in this little special action of ours. Everything is going really well. So that's what we are. We're an SF today. How does mailbag look? Uh, better than the cluster F, usually. Uh, mailbag is fine. Yes, you'll enjoy it. <laughs> uh, it's all good. Oh, and so this is really fantastic. A piece from the Wall Street Journal showing you how hard it can be at your school to figure out whether or not they are training the teachers in critical race theory, which will then you know filter on down into the classroom and the kids. And, uh, you know, all the claims of it's not happening is a bunch of crap. You're going to hear more about that from the Wall Street Journal, and we'll report that coming up next segment uh, segment after next, too. That's really a good story if you got kids in a public school. All that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Are we going to need several years of fairly high unemployment to bring down inflation? That's the uh, that's the latest thinking from a couple of geniuses from Johns Hopkins. They're reporting in the Wall Street Journal. Maybe we'll talk more about that later. Yeah, I would like to. I think there's. Uh 
kind of a complex stew of modern factors that make that a difficult question to answer, mm. including uh, our tendency now as a people to deficit spend to hand out money if anybody lacks money in the least. So if I am unemployed and the government's paying me the same as I would be making, what the hell's the difference? How about Inflation-wise. That, how about that new Apple Watch, huh? $800 watch to go with your $1,100 phone? Got almost two grand and you're watching your phone? Woo! Well, it's because the economy's so bad, Jack. Nobody has any money. Income inequality, blah, blah, blah. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. John Adams sent along by Roy the Marine. John Adams said, There's nothing I dread so much as the division of the republic into two great parties each arranged under its leader and concerting measures in opposition to each other. This, in my humble apprehension, is to be dreaded as the greatest political evil under our Constitution. Hmm. Well, not sure you can do much about that. Got bad news for you, fat man. (laughs) Yes. Really bad news. You're going to want to sit down. Yeah. Mailbag. Drop us a note, would you? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Got this note from Russ in Portland. I don't know if it's a musician thing or what. You may experience this, too. Whenever, Whatever the last song I heard or played back will stick in my head until I play or sing another one. I'm known to randomly blurt out a line or two singing the last song I, had, uh, I heard. The other day, I walked into my house singing the cleaning out the sound fridge theme. Cleaning out the sound fridge. <laughs> now, that, folks, is uh, a, a sound we play sometimes during our One More Thing podcast. When the fellows get a lot of interesting sound ready for the show, and we don't get to it all, which is frequently the case, uh, we'll, we'll clean out the sound fridge. But look for the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast, wherever you like to get podcasts. Subscribe, won't you? Mm. Uh, oh, and then I like this part. What the hell was that? Asked my wife. Are you okay, babe? I explained about it. She was neither impressed nor amused, and she said, you're probably going to email them about this, aren't you? Indeed I am, my love. Indeed I am. <laughs> Thanks, Russ. It's a good tune. It is. I, that, I, I can't remember the name of the guy who did that, and I apologize for that. He does such funny stuff. Uh, Greg in beautiful Yuba City, California. Welcome back, gents. In reference to Jack's story of the mask announcement at the airport. Yeah. Would you like to reset that briefly? Yes. Uh, walking through the airport. I was there for a very long time. Uh, if you heard my story the other day, they every few minutes they'd have the uh, loudspeaker come on with the recorded announcement of, remember, it is uh, current county law that you wear a mask at all times inside the airport. And there wasn't a single human being wearing a mask, but they kept announcing it over and over and over again that it was the law. Right, so uh, Greg mentions uh, the thing that drives me crazy is going to the hospital or doctor's office and still seeing the dirty pen and clean pen containers. Yeah. I mean, really? Didn't we know like two weeks into this that the Chinese bat fever wasn't transmitted on services? These are healthcare providers, the quote unquote experts, and all it does is diminish our trust that they know what they're doing. Ugh. And then he mentions that he's a pastor. And in his uh, message on Sunday, made reference to the spicy times. <laughs> well, how about New York announced yesterday they're dropping their mask mandate for public transportation? And I heard that all day long in the news without anybody. And most of them are <laughs> based in New York mentioning nobody's wearing masks, by the way. Isn't that interesting news to you? You announced you're ending the mask mandate. Nobody was wearing a mask. If you pointed that out, that would sound like you like Trump. <laughs> That's the way the mainstream media acts, and that's how they think. Oh, woke Apple Watch. Did you see the presentation yesterday? That, among other things. What? Armstrong and... 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yes, the new Apple Watch is woke. We'll explain that to you coming up. Oh, uh, man. Just um, when my mood improves slightly, you ruin it. Is tonight a Super Bowl preview? Bills at Rams kicking off <laughs> the National Football League season. It's the number one TV show in America. And two great young quarterbacks battling it out. We'll break it down something or other. It's the first game of the year, right? Correct. NFL season starts tonight. You can't, no, you can't call it a Super Bowl preview. That's <laughs> well, just a, wrong. The, the experts are saying that, but I know. You're I'm, starting I'm not, a show with a showstopper. I'm not, the, I'm not an expert. Uh, I do know this. Tom Brady, who had a great season last year, and there are rumors that he and his wife are uh, struggling. And you never know if they're true or not, but most of the time, those rumors turn out to be true. Hmm. You hear about some celebrity couple struggling, and the next thing you know, they're split up. But, um,. And she's mad because he retired to be with the kids and then said, nah, this is boring being a dad or something and decided to go back to work. And uh, she's unhappy and it was, about it. It was like a week later, right? Or yeah. two or something. He's 45. 
Yeah. I mean, it's one wow. thing when, you know, 40-year-old uh, Serena Williams or whoever. I've, I've lived through it. There's a big difference between 45 and 40. Yeah. 45 yeah. is considerably older. But anyway, there you go. I wish those two crazy kids good luck. Oh, I hope so. Um, This is an amazing story from the Wall Street Journal. It's not surprising, but it's worth passing along. How teachers are secretly taught critical race theory. Randy Weingarten, you might know her name because she's the one that battled for a couple of years to make sure schools would stay closed, driving your kid to suicide, to strong arm uh, taxpayers into giving more money to schools. I think she's uh, uh, close to an evil person. Yeah, and is uh, denying it, too. She's trying to rewrite history. Anyway, she uh, flat out said recently, critical race theory is not taught in elementary schools or high schools. Okay. Wow. Um, even if that's true, says the Wall Street Journal, a Pennsylvania father's battle with a school district demonstrates that public school teachers are being trained in the deeply divisive racial ideology, and defensive administrators are playing semantic games with the whole thing. So you got this dad at a school district in the Philadelphia area, and he wanted to find out what was going on at, at his school. Uh, according to his school district's website... The um, school teachers were, uh, the school was partnering with, with a company that provided teaching materials to enhance the policies and practices around racial equity. That worried him. So he, oh, want, yeah. he wanted yeah. to know more about it. The district assured parents in an online update last summer that no course curricul- curriculum or program was teaching critical race theory. Okay, so he didn't buy that. He wanted to see the actual materials they were using to train teachers at his kid's school. He made a formal document request, but was denied. I wouldn't think that'd be possible. Officials told him the materials couldn't be shared because they were protected by a copyright for the company that had partnered with the school and provided the training materials. Okay, I'll just come in and read them tomorrow then, right? And the next day it was solved. <laughs> his option, his only option, he was told, was to inspect them in person. No copies or photos allowed. What are you trying to hide? He asked school board members at a meeting in December. He accepted the district's offer, and in February, okay, you got to keep track of the time here. We are now several months into this project of him trying to find out what do they give to the teachers to teach them to teach my kids this whole critical or this whole what was it called racial justice something or other yeah, what exactly something, are you something teaching? equity so yeah. he's several months into it at this point but he accepted their offer and in february went to inspect the documents in person when he tried to record voice memos on his phone about what he was reading a district official called it a copyright violation According to a subsequent complaint filed by Dad in federal court, the official threatened him with civil and criminal liability if he kept recording. The official then ended the meeting. In April, we're now mm, several more months down the line, Dad sued the district. His argument, the First Amendment, protects his right to access information about officials' public activities and issues of public debate without retaliation. So the group that provided the material, the actual company, declined to defend its copyright claim, and in June, the judge in the case... Uh, allowed him to see the materials. On oh my a, gosh, we're it worked at June now. Yeah, so it started in uh, last year, and now you got to June to where you're finally going to get a look at what they are giving to the teachers to teach your kids. Public school in a public school, a right. government school. Yes. So then the so the Wall Street Journal was in on this, and so they got to examine those materials. Our examination at the Wall Street Journal of those materials indicate that the teachers are being trained in critical race theory. 
documents emailed by the uh, company providing the stuff. Um, encourage participants, the teachers, everybody at the meeting, to deconstruct the presence and role of whiteness in their lives. Oh, boy. Well, that's yep. pretty much all I need to hear. <laughs> Ding! Uh, a March 17th, 2020 presentation lists aspects and assumptions of white culture in the U.S. Some are negative, such as win at all costs. Wealth equals worth. Don't show emotion. And in reference to food, bland is best. Where do they Don't come show up with this? A, bland is what? Who's <laughs> those last two are idiotic? Who's being taught that? Uh, uh, don't. Uh, who is who's being taught? Don't show emotion in school. I mean, is anybody being taught that in school? Who's being taught oh. that bland food is best? I, I now the bland food thing is just inexplicable. The don't show emotion thing. A lot of this, remember. A lot of this. It was right after after math class before lunch. We'd go to emotions one hundred and one, which they instruct us on how to handle our emotions. The only lesson was don't show any. Um, (laughs) You have to keep in mind a lot of this stuff that they allege is a sign of whiteness. And if you insist on this, uh, it's uh, you're being a racist is the very sort of intellectual strategies that would point out how corrupt and insane these policies are and how wrong they are. Like, an appeal to logic, that's white supremacy. If I say, uh, there's no data that supports that this stuff helps kids, they'll say, oh, appealing to data, that's white supremacy. So the very act of countering their arguments is white supremacy. More on the deconstructing the presence and role of whiteness included seemingly universal principles such as cause and effect relationships, objective, rational, linear thinking, and planning for the future. Planning for the future is acting white. What a lovely message to send to children of color. Wow. The presentation also spells out the five tenets of critical race theory. Well, they actually use the phrase critical race theory, so... It seems like a problem when you're trying to deny that that's happening in your school. Anyway, uh, the five tenets of critical race theory to better understand the critical intersection of race and schooling. One tenet is the permanence of racism or the idea that racism is endemic to all our institutions, systems and structures in the U.S. That's what they're teaching the teachers at the public school. Wow. So they lie about it directly. Then they cover it up aggressively using every method they can possibly come up with to make sure the parents don't know what the teachers and then the children are going to be taught. One of the other tenets of critical race theory they're teaching is uh, whiteness as property, the critique of liberalism. Uh, the tenant argues that colorblindness, neutrality of the law, and the myth of meritocracy must be de- de- deconstructed. Wow. And, and keep in mind now. You're deconstructing that- colorblindness. Wow. Keep in mind that the uh, the paragons of journalism in America right now are trying to pitch the idea that anybody concerned about uh, critical race theory in schools or this uh, the whole gender queer theory thing being taught to little kids, anybody who expresses any concern about that is paranoid. It's a right-wing fantasy conspiracy theory. Uh, Trust me, I'm not prone to fantasies nor conspiracy theories, and this is 100% real, and it's happening in schools near you. 
the going on in the Wall Street Journal. These tenants are presented as abstract notions for faculty to consider, but ideas they're meant to apply. School staff's ability to use critical race theory to inform racial equity leadership and analysis of school policies, practices, and procedures is considered a sign of the successful internalization and application of the framework. In other words, you have to do it to be considered a success. And a chart includes critical race theory as a step toward equity, anti-racism school, transformation action planning. Boy, a lot of words. A February 3rd seminar even titled Using Critical Race Theory to Transform Leadership and District. An attorney representing the school district told the Wall Street Journal via email that these materials were for district leadership team training only. He insisted that materials were not designed to train for classroom teaching, for teaching, but merely to help district leaders understand what critical race theory is. He added that none of the training designed for core classroom teachers included a discussion of critical race theory. Does that mean, the Wall Street Journal asked, that no teachers attended the Pacific Education Group training that discussed critical race theory? The lawyer for the school refused to answer that question. Well, okay. Well, discussed it and then made it clear that if you're going to live up to the standards expected of you, you will implement this stuff. Well, and they wouldn't they wouldn't answer the question of whether any teachers were there anyway. Wow. Information on the district's website seems to show that the teachers were there. A 2020 update on the district's racial equity work declares that five to eight teachers from each building in the district would attend the leadership team training. The material quoted above was marked to be included in that team training. So... It would seem, according to the website, that there were t- plenty of teachers there. Wow. Uh, perhaps districts like this can shoo parents away by making a distinction between teacher training and curriculum. But what is the point of teacher training if not to inform teachers on how they should teach, especially when it includes how you will be graded for whether or not you're a good teacher? I mean, I mean, as they said in the beginning paragraph of this Wall Street Journal article, they're playing a semantics game around whether or not teachers are teaching. They're teaching the teachers what is important and how they will be judged. Now, go right. off into the classroom and just do your thing. Because this okay. is just a theory we were discussing, because it's interesting. Because <laughs> it's interesting, yeah. That's that's unbelievable. And yeah. as you heard there at the beginning, how many months it took over half a year for him to be able to find out what the school district is teaching the teachers. That's not good. Ah, uh, yeah. And the uh, Plus it's uh, B I almost dropped bat do blank. It. Do it's, it. it's bat blank crazy stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, and and you you think no how could somebody be that dim-witted or like radically out of their mind ideological to believe this stuff and implement it? Uh I I was uh, informed of a uh situation where an educator was objecting to the word rules because the concept of rules has its root in white supremacy. And I find myself looking at Hammurabi's Code, which was a series of laws that was published somewhere around 3,500 to 4,000 years ago. It's known as the first written legal code that we're aware of. If you are in a situation where people are that wildly ideological... Logic just doesn't even have a chance. And, of course, an appeal to logic is white supremacy, too. Remember that. So, 
It's not fair. It's not paranoia. It's not right wing paranoia. This stuff is everywhere in education right now, practically everywhere. So that dad is still fighting in court the fact that the school denied his ability to see this stuff uh, there in the beginning. And as the Wall Street Journal says, if the courts rule in his favor, that might help parents be able to access information at schools. But if they don't, it's going to be very hard for you to figure out what exactly is going on at the training level for teachers. I mean, that whole dodge of, no, this is, you know, it's a private company that provides the material, obviously, and it's copyrighted. Oh, come on. And what is the one reason you would hide what you're doing? Any parent knows this. You see your kid, and they're obviously hiding what they're <laughs> right. doing. Oh, it's because they're doing something really good. No. No. Yeah. That's that's a troubling story. Good for the Wall Street Journal to uh, to dig into that. Uh, if you have any comment on that, if you've experienced that in your school district, text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't think we're probably going to get into the Hatch Act, at least not right now, on whether or not uh, we're 
kids are being indoctrinated into a political ideology, which is technically illegal in this country, but maybe uh, maybe at a different time. You know me, I love a good Hatch Act discussion. I, I know you do. Um, is the gotta... Apple Watch too woke? Kick off hour two with that. Oh, boy. <laughs> the new Apple Watch looks friggin' cool. I don't know if I want to pay $800 for a watch on top of the $1,100 phone, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a follow-up to our discussion in the last uh, segment, a number of emails rolling in. Uh, this is interesting. In Idaho, writes uh, Al Anonymous, they've started teaching CRT under a different name. They call it SEL, Social and Emotional Learning, because there was so much pushback on the CRT. They recently trained high school teachers on it the day before school started and made the class a required pass-fail class. When asked by one of our local teachers what to tell parents if they weren't on board, they were told they can always homeschool. Very aggravating. Uh, And it's worth noting, too, that SEL, social and emotional learning, is a legitimate concept that deals with the fact that, uh, you know, teaching kids, you know, how to deal with frustration or conflict or whatever is outside the bounds of reading and writing and arithmetic. And those are legitimate life skills that probably ought to be taught. To at least to some extent at schools. The problem is, though, as a concept, it's so fuzzy. Right. I mean, there, there's yeah. no border region. And so if uh, the parents in your district go crazy over CRT um, and, and you know it and you want to slip it in, uh, you just call it social and emotional learning. Yeah. Which then, you know, discredits that, that concept Boy, as well. Boy, I, 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 as a guy with two kids in uh, you know, school A kids, seventh grade and fifth grade, uh, until we uh, really start to kick ass on the whole read and write and arithmetic, I, I think we really ought to stick with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's another one. Uh, Ryan says that uh, they called everything culturally responsive teaching. Because they CRT, not critical race theory. No, that's not what we mean. We mean culturally responsible teaching. The the amount of deception is kind of, that's the entire prosecution, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're working that hard to deceive you, what else do you need to know? Right, right. Uh, on a similar topic, we were talking about uh, yesterday the you know uh, jobs where a college degree is required where it's utterly unnecessary and how that that remains got a couple of notes of of interest i thought uh, this is scott um uh when the economy and construction industry tanked in 09 i had to shelve my home building company hired on to my wife's company major insurance carrier applied for an underwriting position i spent years managing risk as a business owner managing people as a contractor but my lack of a degree barred me from higher up positions like underwriting really yeah. A, a, a degree in something specific or just having a degree? Having a degree. Interviewers recommended me for underwriting, uh, asking for an exception, but it was not to be. My wife was an underwriter. Her degree, psychology. My team manager was an underwriter. His degree, electrical engineering. A bachelor's degree has become a bar for upper echelon positions across corporate America. Well, I've, I see. I've been hearing that, and I didn't know if that was true or not, but that that's ridiculous. So is it? Is it? What's what's driving that? Now, we got an email yesterday when we were on this topic from somebody saying, well, a college degree is an indication of your, you know, your w- the willingness to follow through on a blah, 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 and all this sort of it stuff. It used to it be. It used to be. I'm not sure I agree that that is now. No, no. The kids are studying much less than they used to. The professors are teaching less. They don't learn anything. At rampant grade inflation. I, it's, it's practically nothing. Then we got this note from Al Anonymous. 
who uh, graduated from high school, only took like two classes in college, including outdoor volleyball. He says, Southern California girls, Southern California weather. I was one of only three guys in the class. Enough said. Anyway, <laughs> he uh, he works for one of the uh, big three geniuses work here, employers in the Bay Area. He says, I'll let you Google who that might be. He's making over 300 k a year, and he says every position he's applied for and gotten says it requires a college degree, but the HR departments are ignoring it. So it depends what industry you're in. I didn't know that was a thing. Requires a college degree. Doesn't matter what it's in. Just that's your ticket to you get to work here. That's crazy. Well, and how did we get here? I I tried to answer that question yesterday. I believe the intelligentsia of our country, including the college industrial complex, and and our media overlords, since they all are holders of of you know half ass degrees, they've instituted it as like an attitude, a cultural norm. You have to have a college degree, or you're a numbskull, which is crazy. It is crazy. If you miss an hour of this show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.